You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 12. Come up for air. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years. And I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep. Most of my life, I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. So when I record this, as of yesterday, um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has come out and given us guidelines of when we do get to go back to church, what that will look like. So that was kind of an exciting day yesterday. I had a very crazy day yesterday. I um, watched a funeral of a favorite bishop of mine when I was growing up and watching everyone have to be at the funeral with masks on and grieving is hard enough and it just was so awful. I was having a really, I hated COVID yesterday. I don't ever really like it, but there's definitely parts where I love our family time. Like in our, in the evenings, we play games as a family and you know, there's some magical times of this COVID stuff, but yesterday I just was really hating it. I hated it for that family and ugh. anyway, so today is going to be a better day. And there was some hope that the church is saying when we're going to go to church. But I have to say, I'm not very excited to go to church and wear a mask. I really love home church. So I'm really okay with having home church for longer, especially if it means we don't have to go to church and sit with a mask on. Anyway, my two cents about that. But today I am going to talk about um, a subject that I think that I still actually really at times struggle with and I'm still on my healing journey. So sometimes when something's like that for you, it's kind of hard to talk about, but I feel very driven and um, the thoughts just keep coming that I'm supposed to do a podcast on this topic. So, and we've been, I've been telling you I'm going to do this. So the podcast topic today is diet culture. And I refer to diet culture a lot throughout the podcasts, my previous podcasts. And I'm never really sure if everyone knows what I'm referring to. I think you have a little idea. If you go back and listen to my pretty bathrooms episode, I think it's episode two, that I address some diet culture in that episode. But I really um, want to dive in deep today. And this isn't the last time we're going to talk about this. This is something that because we are a society who is so just beaten down with diet culture, 
that it's going to, I'm going to address it a few, you know, it's going to come up and we're going to address it because for my journey of finding the word of wisdom, God absolutely also showed me the journey of learning about diet culture. He showed those two things to me at the same time. And we'll dive in why I think he did that and why I think that it's important for you to recognize diet culture in your life. So to start out, I first want to talk about I when I'm when a podcaster, she's not my favorite podcaster, but I enjoy her. She um her podcast is a great name. I would have stole it if or used it, I should say, if it hadn't been taken, but it was she has the Love Your Bod pod cast. And so I really enjoy hers and her, her podcast is very much about let's call out diet culture for what it is. And so she describes diet culture this way. And I, I want you to have the same, you know, be thinking of it in the same way. So I'm going to explain what she talked about. She talked about, and I might do it a little different than she does, but this is how I envision it. We're all swimming around in water, right? And we're humans and we need to breathe. But when we're, but in this scenario, we're all swimming and we don't know we need to breathe. We're just swimming around and it's the cesspool of diet culture. <laughs> and we think that it's normal. We swim, we know we can't breathe and we think that's completely normal. And today what I want to offer you is to be able to take your head out of the water of this diet culture and be able to breathe a little bit. And let's talk about what is in the cesspool of diet culture. For me, the very basic part of diet culture is the idea that we are born here on earth and then we are asked as women to fight our bodies our entire lives. We are told our bodies are wrong, that we are in the wrong size body, that we need to correct the size body that we have. Um, only certain bodies are considered healthy. Only certain size bodies are considered healthy. Um, I listened to a podcast um, from Jennifer Finlayson Five. She's a, she's a pretty popular Mormon sex therapist, actually. And I always enjoy, I haven't attended any of her seminars or anything like that, but I always enjoy when she's interviewed. And she was interviewed on one of the podcasts that I enjoy listening to. And it was a podcast about diet culture and just the culture that women grow up in and the relationships to their bodies. And in this podcast, she, um, they interview Jennifer Finlayson Fife and she's talking about, they ask her about her relationship with her body growing up. And it was so fascinating to me to listen to her. She said, well, I was always kind of a tall, kind of gawky kid that, um, I wore thick glasses and I had stringy hair and I just kind of knew from a, the time I was young that I didn't 
I wasn't going to get anywhere with my looks. So I had to like focus on other things like my brain and my, um, you know, my personality and, and she's sharing this. And I remember being in the car listening to this podcast and I was waiting for my son to come out from, I was picking up from elementary school and I rewound that part probably five times of her talking about herself growing up. And the reason that really struck me was she had thoughts about herself and she never thought that she had to change those things about herself. But a young girl who has messages, not about her eyes or her hair or any of the other things, but if she has a message about her body size, there are absolutely thoughts of, I need to fix this. Like she needs to change it. Where this doctor on the podcast never thought for one minute she would change any of that. And we don't. We don't think, oh, I should change my eye color. I should change my hair color. I mean, we do that when we're older, but you know, but we just, we have acceptance of certain things that we don't change them. But when it comes to our body size, there's this idea that, especially it's the ideas planted young, that we have control over this and that we need to fix it. And I thought, what if I never would have had the thought that it was, that was even in my control? How would that have changed the whole direction of my life? And um, so today, as we talk about diet culture, think about how we are all given a body when we're given, put on earth. And then in this body, we're having this experience. And many of us feel that we are not, not that we're necessarily we're in the wrong body, but we absolutely feel like we should be correcting our body and our body should look and be different. And do we think of those things in other areas of our life? I think we are very accepting of other pieces of what we've been given, but when it comes to our body size, we think we need to fix it. And that, my friends, is diet culture. And then it shows up in lots of ways. Just the fact that we think that we control and manipulate the size of our body, then all these other things come into our life. Remember when in my first, if you haven't listened to my very first podcast, you should go do that. Just because in that one, I talk about which woman are you like, and really my question is, how has diet culture affected you? Because I find that the number ones, they can do certain things and they very much can control their body that exists in the world and so diet culture doesn't you know creep into their lives as much because they do feel like they have some control and then a number three she might not feel like she necessarily has control but she has a very she has with whatever flaws she has she has peace with that with whatever she's been given and that is so rare a number three I seek threes in my friendships because it's such a rare, um, that, that is rare today is to, to be a three and to live in a body that maybe in their minds isn't perfect, but they have complete acceptance of it and they try to incorporate healthy behaviors, but they're not constantly seeking to change 
their size of their body or whatever it is that their baby, you know, not as happy with. And, and then there's the two and the two has, you know, diet culture has really this idea that they need to change their body. They hear it and then they really want to feel what they think, do what they think is right by making that body, their body smaller. And it's a path of trying and trying and trying and having to do more, you know, a diet has to become more and more restrictive so that they can have the outcome they want to the point where, of course, it's not sustainable because they can't continue to, you know, in my case, it was eat 500 calories a day for the rest of my life, or maybe it's their 1200 calories or whatever it is, whatever restriction they have to come up with is not sustainable. But as much as it's not sustainable, it's also not a sustainable to try to change our bodies in that way that those two things are never going to exist together but a two will keep trying and and most likely a two I believe have had those messages from they were very young and so you know she she she's in the cycle of wanting to fix it and it never seems to be fixed so why do I bring up that again well, I think that it's really important to kind of see how has diet culture affected my life and so that you can, you know, if you're a three, I want you to protect that and not let that, you know, come into your life and change what is already, you know, where you're okay. And then if you're a one, I think it's okay to have compassion on a two and a three and think, because I think sometimes when we, when something we're able to manage something a certain way, we think, oh, well, everyone should be able to do that. If I can do these simple things or I can take care of it, other, you know, there's some judgment there sometimes. And I just think that it's good to know that that is not the case for all women. Two women can be doing the exact same plan and not have the exact same results because we're different people. And and we have different, our bodies are just designed differently. So keeping that in mind, I want you to think back at the first time that maybe you received a message that your body was not okay, or that maybe it was flawed, or that maybe it was something you should change. I have been thinking a lot about that. And I had a lot of different messages growing up like I never and it was as I've been really thinking about this it was never really directed towards me I was just absorbing the basically the water around me I was just taking it in there would be discussions about I remember a discussion being made about a girl that we knew and that her mom said she already weighed a hundred pounds well keep in mind this was a very small like thin girl if we're going to talk about body size like that And, but I, but I heard them saying that is that weighing over a hundred pounds was bad. And I probably was 10 at the time. And so, you know, I'm just listening to this and I'm, I'm starting to think, oh, then what we weigh matters. Like I, I start putting that together and then think of my dismay when I get all of my height and all of my, you know, I weigh what I'm probably going to weigh forever 
as a 12 year old in sixth grade. And now I weigh 124 pounds. I even know the number, 124 pounds. And I think that's it, I'm overweight. And I was absolutely not overweight. But I thought I was because I had, you know, I had grown to the size I would be as an adult. And I thought that I now, you know, that's it. I'm fat. I thought that. And then I would have experiences where my sisters would have braces and I would watch, they'd get braces. And then there was a conversation that always took place that they, after they'd get their braces, that my sisters, they would use the term thin out. Oh, she got her braces on and she's just really thinned out. Well, I remember lying to my parents. I had a tooth that was really out of place, but my teeth were pretty straight. And I remember lying to them, telling them that that tooth really bothered me because I wanted to have braces. Well, then I got braces and I, they only put them on my front four teeth on, on my top and bottom. Well, guess what? I could still chew. So I, there was no thinning out taking place with my braces, but how messed up is that? That that was like on my radar that I needed to thin out too. And, and, and you know, and no one directed that at me. I'm observing it and I'm taking it in. And then later on, when I do my first diet in ninth grade, and I really do some food restrictions and I'm really not eating. I don't, I won't, I wouldn't say I was anorexic, but I definitely was not eating. I was eating as little as I could get away with. And I thinned out and people noticed. And that of course became the first diet of my life on yo-yoing. But that when your love language is words of affirmation and when you get attention for shrinking your body that becomes something that you that you desire that you want so I did I I had a desire to be in a body that looked like what I thought it was supposed to and then I had the desire to hear people compliment me about that and so but of course, I kept getting the opposite. I just would get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because that's what dieting does. So what are, what are diet cult, what's diet culture? What is it, you know, if you, when you start thinking about those first um, thoughts that your body wasn't okay, that is diet culture. That we have to live in a day where girls size themselves up with other girls based on their body size. It's just, it's diet culture. So what are other, what are other things that diet culture teaches us? So we we're not happy with our bodies and everyone's super in control of their body size. So everyone should, you know, manage that perfectly. And then we want diet culture teaches us and I'm going to, we're going to help you manage it because you can't trust yourself. So you need to, we're going to tell you when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, when not to eat. We're gonna, you, you cannot, you know, we have this hunger mechanism inside us that is as important as our mechanism to be able to go to the bathroom. But you don't listen to that, that, that is wrong. You, you tune that off, you turn that off and then 
we will tell you when to eat. And you really should put butter in your coffee. Not that any of us are drinking coffee, but this is something crazy that diet culture teaches. And then you should not eat grapes. Grapes are bad. There's too much sugar in grapes. And you're probably going to need some pills, potions, and programs along with whatever, you know, with all of this information because you can't just rely on your yourself. You just, you're not to be trusted. Do you see? Do you see how we're just swimming in this, this, you know, murky water? And what is it that would help us come up for air? Well, I have to say that having some understanding of some things is helpful. Um, one of the things that really helped me was understanding that BMI is a load of crap. Excuse my language. <laughs> um, and I don't have all of the data right in front of me about how BMI was intended, but BMI, when it was intended, was never intended for medical doctors to use on patients. So, but that's where it ended up. And all they do with BMI is height and weight. That's it. They're not taking anything else into consideration. It's just height, weight. And then we're all like stacked up against that. And then they lower the BMI, like we're supposed to be smaller and smaller and smaller. It's craziness. So if you've ever based your feelings about yourself on a BMI, toss it out. And um, Eat Confident Co. has a podcast on BMI. And I would encourage you to go listen to that. It's fantastic. They just call it out that the BMI is just a load of crap. So stop basing whether you are the right size on a chart. It just doesn't, it's, it's never going to, going to serve you. All right. The other thing that was really helped me come up for air is knowing that God doesn't make mistakes with our bodies. That Every one of us was designed with love and he loves the body that we're in, whether it's a large body or a small body. So, and he's really just concerned with how are you treating that body that he's given you. And to have an ex complete acceptance of wherever you're at with your body like whatever, whatever condition it's in. Because maybe you're listening to my podcast right now and your body is a sick body. Or your body isn't serving you like you would hope it would. There is power in having complete acceptance for wherever your body's at. And we grow up with, you know weapon of war that we use on our bodies. We are, we tend to be at war with the gift that God gave us and we have to fight against it and we have to not feed it and we have to exercise it and we have to, like, it's like we work against it. We're actually, y'all are on the same team. You and your body are on the same team and your body shows up for you every day. Your heart shows up constantly beating even when you're sleeping and not thinking about it beating beating doing its job your brain doing its job 
all of the pieces of your body doing its job, showing up for you every day. And it has no thought about what size it is. Only you have that thought. It just shows up and takes care of you every day. And if you're in a body that has some problems, like some, it's ill, I think that you choosing to be on it, the same team is going to serve you and is going to help you and your body figure out things to help whatever that ailment is that's, that's the problem that your body's trying to fight. Because what I learned watching my dad go through cancer for many years is the amazing ability that our body has to heal. Our body just wants to heal. It's, it's like its full-time job is to try to heal itself. And so that's where the word of wisdom is so, you know, beautifully comes in because it really tells us what we can take in our body as fuel to have it work at its optimal level. Like he tells us, and he has lots of clarity about it. And so having that and then having your body be, you and your body be on the same team and you're working towards a common goal of taking really good care of it. There is power in that. And not in trying to change it. Just really, how do I take good care of it? But because of the diet culture that we grow up, that we've all been raised in, and that happens on a, I mean, it just, like, I have to call it out all the time. And when you live in that, and it's just, we're swimming in it, and we don't come up for air to go, oh, needing to shrink my body is really the least, you know, important problem I have. How am I feeding and nourishing and taking care of my body? Did you know that the plant-based doctors have done tests where they give someone a really high fat meal, just one meal, and then they, they watch the blood in that body. And just that one meal, they watch, they watch the, um, blood flow in the body slow down and get, it gets real murky and it's, and it sludges up and then the body processes it and works at it. And eventually that clears out, but it has, that's what it, that the body's, you know, working at that. Well, think how, if we are doing that to our bodies three times a day, it's our body's full-time job to just keep that going and moving and, you know, clean, clearing the arteries through. But what if we were feeding it healthy, nutritious food? So it could just be that, that that's working like it's supposed to. And the body can focus on other healing and not have that be its full-time job of keeping things moving. So when I say that, because Diet culture teaches us that you are only healthy once you are small. Once your body is this ideal size, now you're healthy. That's a lie. You can start being more healthy with your next meal. Just think of that, the, the you know, the, those, I lost my train of thought for a second. Just think of what those plant-based doctors with their, you know, they, but they run those cameras and they watch inside people's bodies with just one meal and how just one meal can create problems. 
every meal that you eat is either you're either helping your body to do what it needs to do or your body has to go into survival mode to take care of whatever you're putting it in putting in it so I tell you that because I want you to we get so caught up in well this meal doesn't really matter because I'll start Monday like we do all that stuff because we're just we think that we have to have this whole um diet mentality to take care of ourselves well really it's just your next meal how are you going to take care of this beautiful temple that God gave you just for your next meal so that your body can function well after the next meal you eat and not about well I have to lose weight to be healthy there are health benefits when your body shrinks that is true to have less fat on your body that is true but there are health benefits along the way tons of them and none of those get credit only the weight loss gets credit. So remember that and think when you start getting into the diet mentality of, oh, I've got to do this thing. I've got to, I got to, I got to start Monday. I got to, this is going to be my last crazy meal. Just call that out for that. That is diet culture and swimming. You're swimming in that murk when you do that. It's just focusing on your next meal. That's, that, that is how you come up for air and thinking, uh, I want to just take good care of me and my body. We're a good team and I want to take good care of it. Um, we're going to talk more about this today. I've just kind of brought it up a little bit, but, um, this idea that all of us are running around trying to be in charge of the size we are is a little bit ridiculous. finding complete peace with wherever you're at and then going to God and asking for help and saying, I want to take better care of myself. What does that look like for me? And then start working on it in small steps and you're not going to be perfect. Satan wants us to be perfect. That's his plan. And that's not the plan. Like you are going to live in a world where you're not always going to be perfect at this but you're just the focus changes the focus can go to I want to take good care of this temple I was given that is a different focus than I need to lose weight because let's talk about that for two seconds how diet culture teaches us that losing weight fixes everything you want to have a better relationship with your husband lose weight you want to have you want to get a new job lose weight. You want to get pregnant? You should lose weight. You want to get a boyfriend? Lose weight. You want to um, be healthy? Oh, lose weight. I could go on and on how we think that it solves all of our problems. And really, it solves nothing except for it might change your pant size. And what do I say about that? Your pant size is the least interesting thing about you but it's what we put all of our focus on let's change the focus to from pant size to living a long life and when we're 90 years old we fall over dead 
but we live a, we don't have to be plagued with diseases that you know do plague most Americans I'm watching right now my friend's parents pass away usually in their early 70s and it's from these diseases that part that are that other parts of the world don't have those blue zones don't suffer from heart disease cancer um, diabetes fatty liver um, what's the other one a kidney <clears throat> kidney disease they don't have that stuff that's that's dietary stuff we have here and anywhere else in the world that eats like we do let's so that's what it almost makes me mad that diet cultures murkied the water so much because it's taken years that stuff of of these messages that are that get us all confused and tell us what's healthy and what's not healthy that's not true it just makes me mad because that people have lost lives over that and have lost years from from their with their families because of that and how i wish that there was more clarity given about the word of wisdom because all the answers are there but he expects us to find them ourselves he does it's treasures what are treasures treasures you have to go seeking for the treasure and that is the case in the word of wisdom you have to go seeking so go seek it it's worth seeking so that you can have a long beautiful life with your family disease free now does it mean that not bad things are going to happen to you yes some things might happen to you and you still just might get cancer. We don't have all the answers on cancer, but we do know what feeds cancer. And I, and I diet that's word of wisdom based is a diet that cancer doesn't grow in those conditions. When you eat that way, even if you have cancer, it's not going to be multiplying. Dr. McDougall has a really good um, YouTube on cancer and how cancer grows and he talks about once you find cancer in your body you've had that cancer for 10 years once it's detectable and he talks about how cancer um, divides itself and how it grows and then he shows that a diet which is basically the word of wisdom that's starch heavy and with fruit with fruits and vegetables that that slows that growth down that the, the cancer doesn't divide as fast. So even though maybe it won't prevent cancer, it's sure helping cancer not to grow at the rate that it would if you continue to, you know, eat low carb or eat a lot of fast food or whatever options that are out there that maybe, you know, it's hard to turn away from. But just focus on your next meal and ask God to help you. Some of the um, people that are in support groups I'm in, it's so fascinating to me that many of them, when they start eating differently, that they have to pray and help, ask Heavenly Father to help them have their food taste good. And we've talked about that because we've, you know, we live in this world, so we have this crazy diet culture that tells us we should be shrinking our bodies and 
that this is the ideal and no one's the ideal, right? And then we have this other side where we have high, we have foods that were never meant for human consumption. So we have these two things that exist together. And how? How do they exist together? How do, how do we, you know, come up with, where, where's the living in that? So for me, I found eating whole food plant-based, which I can pretty much swap anything of things I used to enjoy. I just find the things that I swap out. I eat food in abundance. I count nothing. When I'm hungry, I eat. And when I have cravings, I find ways to feed those cravings. Last week, I just was really wanting lemon bars. So, hi, Carb Hannah, one of my favorite YouTubers. She, um, she had a lemon bar and I made it. And I pretty much ate the whole pan in two days. But guess what? It's, it was like, it was just whole food. It's just whole food. And so I'm just eating real food, but it's, it's giving me all that, you know, the yumminess that I was wanting. And then I move along and now I'm not craving lemon bars anymore. And this week I haven't really craved anything, but do you see how different it is to live in a space where my taste buds are working the way they're supposed to? They're not being hijacked with high fat, hot, high salt, high sugar foods. And then I get to enjoy them in abundance. I cannot say that enough. If I, maybe I should show on my Instagram one day how much I eat in a day. I eat so much food and it's fantastic. And I maintain a weight that I used to have to do crazy dieting to maintain. So that's crazy to me. Like I, in my mind, the amount of food I eat, I should just be growing every day. But I don't because I... I'm eating real food and my body wants it and loves it and knows how to use it for energy. Isn't that exciting? That's exciting to me. And I hope that that sounds exciting to you. So as you move forward, start listening this week, listening to diet culture that's around you. Like when women talk about their diets and I talk about mine. I get so excited about fruits and vegetables and starches and all of that. So I'm not, I'm not saying that we never are going to talk about it because I have, I have a podcast so I can talk about it, but it's, I find it's different. It's different than like Adele just lost weight. And I just wonder how many of you, I know I did. I went and Googled the diet she did. I did it out of complete curiosity because I found like I've I found the diet for the rest of my life, but of course I did it out of curiosity. But I know that many, many hundreds of thousands of women looked up that diet and are now doing it because of the promise of what Adele's, what her weight loss was. And I only wish good things for her and I hope that she can maintain that weight loss. But what do we, what do we know from um, our intuitive eating crowd, 95% of all diets fail. People gain their weight back within one to five years. And then 4%, so the four, and then the 4%, the 5% that's left 
4% of them do that with disordered eating. They maintain their weight with disordered eating. And then 1% can do it with a healthy weight, keeping them um, a healthy relationship with food and keep their weight off. Those are some pretty crazy statistics. And Adele falls into that as well. And I, I hope she's the 1%. That would be fantastic for her. Because I know that she worked. Whatever she did, that's taken some effort and some focus in her life. So just keep that in mind. You know, that the next time you hear about someone doing a diet, God's given us the perfect diet. And I don't know why we don't believe him. It's fascinating to me. I sit in circles and I'll have women say, well, different things work for different people. So some, you know, so not every diet works for everybody. And I've said this in the past too, but I don't feel that way anymore. God doesn't show us the word of wisdom and say, oh, but unless you're this, this person and this person, then this doesn't work for you. He doesn't say that. He gives it to us and it's given to even the weakest of saints. And I've thought a lot about that. And I've always thought of that as like someone who just couldn't drink alcohol or couldn't or just had to have alcohol or just had to smoke cigarettes or something. You know what I mean? Like that. But I think he's when he's saying even to the weakest of saints, he's saying to those of us who have a, even those who are it's so hard for us to give up the foods we love. It's for you, too. It's for all of us, the weak or the strong. All of us. He's given us the perfect diet. And for me, it was really exciting to look at that and go, okay, now I'm going to get to work and work within this parameters because I've been seeking for what I thought was health my whole life. It was called weight loss, but I really wanted to figure out what was the best thing for my body and it's in the word of wisdom. So just go seeking and go look and put your focus there while at the same time recognizing the crazy diet culture that we are right we are grown that we have been raised in. I think the two have to, for me, God knew the two had to exist together because my body right now working optimally is maybe not the size that I thought would be the, that I would have dreamed up. Like I thought maybe I was going to be someone else's body. I don't know, but there has to be an acceptance of, Oh, this is, this is, this is the body God gave me to navigate the world. And this is the size it is. Okay. And when you follow his diet, and what if you're saying, but Trish, I have a lot of weight that I probably need to lose. I'm, I, I do not feel good in this body to navigate the world. That's real. I'm not saying that's not real. That's real. But as you start eating the foods that we are designed to eat, that is going to take care of itself. But you have to have compassion in the journey for yourself that you are not ever going to maybe I always had this thing in my mind of what I thought that I would look like. And it was probably like the smallest version I've ever had of myself. Well, that's not reality. Like, and me giving that up and just deciding that God's in charge of the size I am and to not put that on me anymore. Oh, it's fantastic. So give yourself the gift of that. All right. Well, that's all I think I have today. Let's get after the business of taking care of ourselves and by doing that 
and leaving the size of our bodies to God, you can come up for air and you don't have to swim in that stuff anymore. You don't have to believe all of that anymore. You can have clarity, clarity of God has designed the perfect diet for us and he will bless your efforts in whatever effort that you can make towards moving towards that. And then let's leave the size of our bodies to him. All right, everybody. I hope you're well. And we will see you next time. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. A few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world, please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful there's a lot of other perks when you're a breathe member so you receive coaching you get to watch other women be coached and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide so right now there's two courses in the membership one is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting so if you're at the very beginning of your journey that will help you so much now if you're a little bit further along in your journey you will probably love my course that is on self-care and it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks and it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you and this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program but now it's also offered in breathe something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support there will be a private Facebook group that you can check in with and remember you're going to be seeing these other women be coached so you will get to be honestly their best friends it will be a wonderful community and you know sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture it's a little bit lonely so that will be a wonderful support for you the last thing I provide weekly meal plans I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in breathe you remember nothing in your life has to change for everything to change and that's the work we do in breathe have you come up for air have you needed help to keep breathing i got you come join us in breathe have you downloaded my free commitment planner okay if you haven't you totally need to 
it's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews is, are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So how, wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.